Welcome back to the Scott Orlig Show. I'm your host, Scott Orlig, and it pains me to say this, but it is time once again for One Man's World. If you're a regular listener, you know we've been on a long, delightful break from Daniel Lampley's ongoing mockery of the arts, but that break has now come to an end, and we were so close to being rid of him forever. If Daniel had been gone for just one more week, we would have had the right to void his contract, but it wasn't to be. Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist, is here in the studio with us again today, and his contract remains disappointingly intact. Today's episode is brought to you by Burger King. Burger King, the angry whopper, is never coming back, so maybe you should just go somewhere else. Daniel, where were you? Where I was is not important, Scott. Rest assured, it was important at the time, and for those who were there with me, it continues to be of the utmost importance, but for you, here and now, it's not important. What's important for you here and now is that I, too, am here, here and now. Why didn't you tell us you were going to be gone? We tried and tried to get a hold of you, and we couldn't. That was by design, Scott. I didn't want to hear from you. My cell phone has caller identification, so when I saw that you or the station was calling me, I would deliberately not answer the phone. You see, when the phone rings, it recognizes the number from my contacts, and the name of the contact who's calling me appears on the screen of the phone. I know, so that- I know how caller ID works. You're not the first person to ever screen calls, Daniel. I just don't understand why you wouldn't at least give us the courtesy of telling us that you wouldn't be in so we could plan accordingly. It was very inconvenient for us, and cruel in a way. Your absence got my hopes up. I began to allow myself to believe that maybe you weren't ever coming back. But you did, and you're back. Yes, Scott, thank you, I am back. I'm back with a vengeance. Oh, I should write that down. Hand me your pen, Scott. No, no, your good pen. You're not fooling anyone, Scott. I see your good pen right there. Now hand it to me. You don't need a pen. All you're doing is writing down a cliche you've heard a million times and pretending you've just invented it. You know I made it up, Scott. You heard me say it 30 seconds ago. Now give me your good pen. Why do you need my good pen? There are pens everywhere in here. Use any of these pens. They all work. Mm, All these pens hurt my hands. You're writing five words, Daniel. Scott... My hands are my livelihood, as is my face, as is my mind, my feet, my soul, etc. Fine, fine. Here's the pen. What are you doing? What? You just put my pen in your pocket. What? You just put my good pen in your pocket. After all that, give it back. Huh. Um. Uh. Which which one of these is yours? Oh, look at this. You've got a pocket full of pens. Why did you need to borrow mine? Well, these pens might be dry. I had to strike before I forgot what I wanted to write down. Why would you carry around that many dry pens? I said they might be dry, Scott. I couldn't take that risk. How'd you know mine wasn't dry, huh? I didn't. That was a risk I had to take. Just give me my pen. That one. Ew, no, that's a syringe. The one on the right. Oh, just... (laughs) Easy, Scott! I was hoping a few weeks of nothing but psychophantic praise from your usual listeners would mellow you out a little bit. Apparently I was wrong. It's only made you all the more sensitive to contradiction. Maybe we should try this again next week. This is enough for today, right? We'll just say your back with a vengeance line is your art for this week. Back with a vengeance? What are you, what are you talking about? 
Your line that you pretended to make up and you had to write down. The reason you borrowed the pen, you said, I'm back with a vengeance at the beginning of the show, and then you said you had to write it down, and we had a big fight over the pen. Does any of this sound familiar? Back with a vengeance? Is, is that what this says? Give me the paper. No, that says... That says... I can't tell what that says. But it does not say, back with a vengeance. There's at least, uh... One, two, three, four... Twelve words here. I don't know. Well, whatever it says, uh, I can't read it either. How much you give me if I make it in the garbage can from here? Absolutely nothing. Oh, so close. <laughs> Folks, Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist, has just crumpled up and thrown his much-fussed-over, completely illegible idea at the garbage can here in the studio, and despite his claims to the contrary... No, it wasn't close at all. Here, hand me that piece of paper. I'll, I'll make it this time. No, we're supposed to be talking about your art. Just tell us what you've been working on for the past few weeks. Just tell us a little bit about the last thing you finished. Whatever it was. It doesn't matter. I don't care how small, how insignificant, how awful. Just the last thing you finished. Scott, uh, you bring up an interesting idea. At what point would you consider a project finished? I don't care. Your definition of finished is fine with me, whatever it is. All I want from you is for you to talk about one of the dozens of terrible projects I'm sure you've been working on, pick up the garbage you just threw on my floor, and leave. Well, Scott, the last project I finished, by my definition of the word as it pertains to a work of art, which, as you can probably imagine, is quite different than the widely accepted definition of the word finished, although when it comes down to it, when you examine the big picture, are they really so different, theirs and mine? Do you ever listen to yourself when you talk, Daniel? Of course I do, Scott, and that's where my best ideas come from, that and listening to myself when I talk. Daniel, ugh. I'm going to spend this entire week looking for loopholes in your contract. I'm going to make it my personal mission to escape your clutches, Okay. So as you go back to whatever it is you do, as you go back to your dozens of projects and your incoherent ideas, do it with the knowledge that this could very well have been your last ever appearance on my show, okay? Do you understand how determined I am? I believe I do, Scott, but before you devote a lot of unnecessary time and effort to finding loopholes in the contract, perhaps you should take a look at this copy of the contract here, paying special attention to the no loopholes clause I've highlighted for the sake of convenience. Okay, uh, I do recognize this. This appears to be a photocopy of a photocopy of your lawyer's rough draft of the contract that you proposed and we rejected. Furthermore, whatever you've highlighted here has clearly been added in the last, oh, hour or so with whiteout and a pen, and on top of that, it doesn't even look like words, really. So, I'm not worried. Scott, you will honor this contract. Give me that. And, oh, bank shot. Dear listeners, this has been One Man's World on the Scott Orlick Show. You know what it is. You know what we do. You know who we talk to, and you know what he does. And you should know that this might have been the very last time you'll ever hear his grating, insufferable voice over these airwaves. Today's episode was brought to you by Burger King. Burger King, the angry whopper, is never coming back, so maybe you should just go somewhere else. 
We'll be right back with Susan Noble to discuss the approach of hay fever season after the weather and a word from our sponsors. <laughs> 